I have this um, mental exercise I do to become uh-huh. a better human. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think about Putin and I'm trying to feel compassion for him. Fuck. All right. I'm trying to like, you know, feel like even, you know, like feel sorry or like not, not feeling pity, nothing like that, but more like like feeling sorry i'm sorry it happened to you i'm sorry that you had like i don't know circumstances that led yeah, to that yeah fucked up childhood i don't know what caused that sorry that you like were born in a time that quite difficult time and you had to go through all this shit and now you're killing people massively and you're like literally the worst person on the world um in the world um sounds like it's going well <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> this is why it's mental exercise because i can never finish that Welcome back to the Unhappy Hour, guys. Today we have a special guest all the way from Russia, uh, slash down the road, my good friend, uh, Florence. We're going to go with Florence, but... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on board, come on board. Okay, hello. Hi. Um, yes, we just rip it? So smooth. I feel like most people, they just like rip it out. <laughs> try and work out how to get it up. And that's like, that was slick. I like that. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. The unhappy hour. Oh, wonderful! It's very exciting stuff. I'm glad to have you on. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Should we cheers? Yeah, definitely. Oh, gonna make eye contact. Oh, sorry, didn't realize. So there's no cocktails today because our special guest <laughs> is not <laughs> drinking at the moment. Although I was informed that he drank last night. So. I specially bought kombucha um, for her, and I'm just drinking. I am actually drinking. I'm, I'm just lying. I'm drinking. Yeah, what are you drinking? Drink, uh, vodka and, uh, I can't even remember, it's like Sweet. passion fruit or something. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yum. vodka, passion fruit. It's a bit basic, but yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's all right, I think. Yeah, vodka is a um, base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a base something, yeah. That's very true. That's uh, very true. Too mainstream thing for me yeah. to say. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> I feel like we should we should start this because we, we actually were talking a little bit beforehand. So I think if, maybe we get straight into the depressing questions. <laughs> nice, depressing questions. Yeah, good start. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the first sort of question we had for you is is based around, so I introduced you as Florence, but some people might know you as Nasty or Anastasia. 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 Anastasia, yeah. Yeah, Anastasia. And I, I guess I just want to understand the... <laughs> The motivations behind the name change and whether it's like a legal name change or that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. yeah. That's um, one of the classic questions, by the way. Is yeah. it a legal name change? Everyone's wondering because it's yeah. like, apparently it makes the difference. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh, it's not legal. Just, Fuck you. Just, then I'm going to call you Nasta. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're just a poser. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, I think it's going to be quite an underwhelming answer. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I... I just never felt connected to my old name, and I always hated that. And yeah, pretty much. Do you much know why though? Why you hated it? Um. So, first thing is that I I reckon it, it's one of the most popular names in Russia, at mm. least when I was growing up. Um, I had I think at least two more Nastas in my class when I was uh, like very young, and when I was um, graduating school, 
it was uh, five of us in one class. 25 people, five of them are nice So <laughs> Yeah, I actually know an, another Russian. Yolan, <laughs> she's nice She doesn't go as nasty, but she goes as, like, I guess, uh, maybe I'm just butchering it, but how do you say it? An- <laughs> Anastasia. Anastasia. I would say an- Anastasia, but that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, definitely probably the same name. I've just realized I've now been <laughs> incorrectly called my other friend. Uh, yeah, no, that's so, okay. I think it's okay. Happens. Yeah. And also when I came to New Zealand, I was going by Anna. Anna? Yeah. So I kind of just shortened my name to like three uh, first letters. Um, okay, actually, yeah. no, that does make more sense. Yeah, yeah, it does then, make sense. Then but Nastia, so like, is that what you used to be called? Yeah, yeah. everyone. Like, if you, if you, mm-hmm. if you're Anastasia, everyone calls you Nastia. It's basically just like that. Even though it doesn't really sound like that, and I yeah. get that a lot. And they're like, "Oh, did you just make it up?" And I'm like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> like, <laughs> my parents call me that. <laughs> <laughs> did you just make that up? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a bit of a mess because um, when I moved to New Zealand, I was Anna, and then. Um, out of a sudden, I just decided that I want to go by my real name, which is Nasta, mm-hmm. uh, the name that I also hated. So, <laughs> and only recently, um, I was actually kind of looking for for the right name, uh, but it just didn't come to me uh, till December last year. I was um, traveling with my friend, and I think I don't know where this name came from, but um, obviously I heard it before. It's just. For the first time, I kind of felt like it might be my name. You felt yeah. connected to Yeah, it. I felt connected Damn, to that. And okay. I was like, oh my God, I'm Florence. I'm Flo. Yeah. Fuck I'm it. I'm Flo. Is that, yeah. is that what you're shortening it to? Yeah, see, yeah, Flo? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so for her friends out there, the third name change. The fr- <laughs> <laughs> now Flo. Um, but no, that's really cool. Like, I, I feel like... I've maybe never felt really connected with my name, but I've never really internalized that before. So yeah. it's interesting to hear that like you, you went on this journey and then discovered your name. Kind yeah, of yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so this is pretty much it. Uh, speaking about legally changing my name. No, I haven't. Not yet. Uh, however, I introduced myself at, as Florence at my current workplace. And for me, it's a huge step. And I got... Um, a lot of support from my workmates cool so yeah it's nice and it's happening and i'm gonna legally change it when um when i can nice so yeah i'm um i'm an immigrant if you haven't noticed (laughs) (laughs) well actually that's an interesting point because we have our audience is quite diverse so like it's you know five people yeah uh, yeah yeah. and all five of them are from different parts of the world (laughs) sorry But like, no, literally, like if you look at the demographics, there's like quite a few from America and then there's like a bit scattered around Asia and stuff. So you know, oh, yeah, okay. it's not just like the New Zealand that you would probably expect. There's only like 20% New Zealand or something. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. yeah I'm excited. Yeah. So maybe not far, you know, there might be some people from, from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Depending on yeah, the I'll get yeah. more listeners to you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully you'll broaden our audience <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> um, that's, but that's really cool, though. So, and so you're crazy here as well that your workmates sort of took it, took it like. Yeah, but we have very like the same hobby. I guess it's more like in a professional setting, it's probably easier to uh, accept that kind of stuff. Maybe I'm not really sure about that. I just I tend to think that my workmates just very nice people. people. Yeah, and they just kind of like open to to anything. So yeah, it was easy, and also like. What can you say to a person who's saying like, "Oh, I'm changing my name to Florence," and and well, you go like, "I think oh. we heard a lot of it at the poker group." <laughs> 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 that's <possibly>. true. <laughs> Fuck, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she goes and introduces herself for the first time and just gets bombarded with jokes for the full like hour, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's always you know like your friends who actually giving you shit for yeah. stuff. Yeah, because um, True. I think people who are laughing the most about my new name was my uh, parents. <laughs> 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 that's true because they're like yeah it's so so different yeah, yeah at least they weren't offended so yeah i well, think it's fine that's, that's good yeah i think they didn't care to be well, honest it's not a russian name as well maybe it's, it's not a russian name and they're not gonna like call me florence obviously right so yeah. they'll still call you okay mm, yeah even I if don't you know. legally change it you think um yes because yeah. what if you like down the line have like kids that are calling you florence or whatever and like a partner that calls you florence <laughs> like it's super weird at confusing for them oh uh, that will be quite awkward i think yeah but you know i think that yeah, they'll they'll adjust. Enough yeah. time for mm. sure. We'll probably make a big. Yeah, I would say that that's probably how it would work. Yeah, but I feel like also this this um, Florence thing kind of flows into, or how you discovered Florence kind of flows into another depressing question I had for you. <laughs> and I mean, it's not really depressing so much as just my curiosity, and that's about your spirituality, which you you said you wanted to talk about. Oh yes, actually, because I think a name change kind of like you know connected to all the stuff because. Um, Name is a very important part of uh, someone's personality, mm-hmm. and oh, it's not going to be. I'm I'm not going to start with spirituality, but I okay. can just elaborate a bit about. I don't know my true self. <laughs> is that not, is that not spirituality? No, it is, but I'm going to just start with more like down to earth. So we'll dabble into the okay, yeah. the, okay, the depths. Of, okay. Cool. Yeah, so the thing is, I have two personalities. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I'm not diagnosed with anything, but. Um, yeah, so when I started to learn uh, English, not actually when I started to learn, but when I moved to New Zealand and I started to create new friends groups and started to speak English pretty much all the time, I discovered um, like the whole new personality, uh, the whole new path for me. And um, this new person is, uh, I think, much more brave, um, much more honest even though i think i always was pretty honest and it's just kind of like my thing but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah maybe it's what my personalities are sharing um and well they're both you right still. yeah they're both me still but i think that uh when i started to speak english i was kind of like um it was like a reborn process is that just in terms of how you think about words and language? Yeah, because I think not not only that, but also it's an opportunity to uh, start from the scratch, I mm-hmm. guess. Because I I was able to pick the words that I use, um, pick the way that I speak. I'm I I don't think I'm doing that that well yet, so I'm still going. There. <laughs> Please don't judge me. <laughs> no, no, your English is very good. Like I, there's very few times where I. Actually, I I take that back. I never would not understand what you're saying. There's oh, like very so rare occasions where you would use <laughs> like I don't perhaps a word that you don't need to or something like that. But beyond okay. that, it's yeah indistinguishable. Thank you, Adam, and feel free to call me out if I say <laughs> shit. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. My producer might. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks for this free English lesson. Um, <laughs> she put it on the whiteboard. <laughs> so, yeah, and when I started to sort of like discover this part of myself, I also made new friends who like I speak English all the time, mm-hmm. obviously. And it was um, easier for me to just, you know, be myself. Yeah. And um, 
I think I was very tired of being in this kind of like image of Nyster, my old name. Yeah. And what do you sort of tie that to as well? Like, what were you trying to specifically change when you moved um, away from that? That's a good question. Um, so it's it has nothing to do with the way my name sounds, mm-hmm. but I reckon it's like I'm saying goodbye in a way to my like Russian personality, if I can say so. I I was like brought up as like an entirely Russian family, and I reckon like my whole background is actually very very much Russian. <laughs> <laughs> as you would expect. <laughs> yeah, but I think certain things just um, have to you know have to go and like, what what stuff though is like sorry i'm maybe putting you on the spot here like, yeah we go into like you know like complicated topic of like what russian culture is about actually right yeah, yeah. Of, course, well, of course it's not straightforward at the moment <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <for sure. laughs> yeah, it's a bit tricky and um yeah i reckon i was never like entirely russian as well because mm-hmm. i think that ideally every human has you know, different features from different cultures as well and kind of just like, you know, picks whatever suits them better. Um, I know that like maybe following uh, cultural patterns is the easiest way to go and this Mm. is what usually people go for, especially in New Zealand. I noticed that people like, for example, Kiwis, they usually hang out with Kiwis and it's kind of like normal. And yeah, yeah, I've been to like a couple of... uh, uh, groups of friends where I was literally the only immigrant. Really? Yeah, and it was like a huge group of people and I did feel a little bit awkward <laughs> <laughs> because I felt like, ah, oh, is it just a coincidence or do they just like never hang out? <laughs> and I was plus one. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is pretty wild. I feel like there is, I feel like our friend group's kind of diverse. So I mean, like, mainly in like the partners since like Lou, we've got Lou. Yeah, but like Lenny's uh, German. Yeah, Lenny is German as yeah, well. Yeah, no, who else? Uh, <laughs> we have David, David who was on the podcast last week. Oh yeah, haven't met David. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we got some diversity. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. Will's from London. Yeah, and you were like very welcoming uh, to me. Yeah, so, we yeah. were part of the like international group kind of. <laughs> <laughs> very school. inclusive, very diverse. Yeah. Nice. How many gay people do you have? Uh, um, well, there's a few that we suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Yet to be confirmed. You don't have to be shy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Let's get back to spirituality. I feel like you, you weren't finished talking there. Oh, yes, right. Um, uh, I'm not really sure where to start. Are well, you spiritual, Adam? Am I spiritual? Yes. Well, it depends on how you define spirituality. So how do you define spirituality for yourself? Well, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know what spirituality is per se. So you're not spiritual? You're not thinking about that, basically? I'm not thinking about... Hmm. I don't know. I... I I, I really resonated when you said that you have, feel like you have two personalities. Yeah. I feel like I have five. Oh, <laughs> that's that's interesting. Not to okay. one-up you, but yeah. <laughs> when, when when were your um, last personality born? Um, so for me, I've really bro- I've broken them down. I kind of I feel like I look at my personality as like a combination of things so mm. and i i this is maybe embarrassing so you know <laughs> yeah. but i did give them names just for the sake <laughs> just like me <laughs> just like me i did give them names yeah so like and i yeah like they have like very diff, like distinctive characteristics um and 
Yeah, I yeah. guess that's. I don't, I don't know how much of that people are going to want to know about. But. Yeah, may I ask, what's the name of your uh, current personality? My current personality? Yeah. I guess. I feel like I've been spending a lot of time as as Frank, but right now I would say maybe like Hugh <laughs> in Hugh's place, <laughs> if that makes sense. Hugh's a cool cool name, I yeah. think. Yeah, Hugh's like my like social. Like, I'm like, having a good time, having a drink, like letting, yeah. letting loose. But like if you watch my vlogs during the week then that's like my like i'm not fucking around like trying to hustle kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah i see and hugh wakes up at 4 a.m as well no hugh doesn't wake up at 4 a.m oh who wakes hugh up goes at to sleep at 4 <laughs> 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 all right okay yeah. yeah oh that's lovely um so yeah spirituality i think it's a very you know broad topic And yeah, just kind of wanted maybe to touch it a little bit because it's a very what sorry, a very broad, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of things to to talk about. I just don't, I don't really know where to start. Maybe maybe you can help me. Well, out. yeah, for me, I guess my from my perspective, like how much does the personality thing lean into spirituality? Are they really intertwined, or is it a separate thing? I actually think that like personality cannot survive without um a certain spiritual journey that goes behind it and when i when i talk about it especially mm-hmm. um with like a long history of being quite a rational person i i was literally like giving people shit for being irrational and mm-hmm. i used to be like a big religion hater i'm not now i'm actually i think that religion is cool um not maybe not all of them not cults not this kind of stuff but sure. <laughs> yeah. so obviously there's some ex- and i think that what you're saying is religions that are, and are not doing good things right they're, they Mostly have a bad they do. message i'm i'm saying like the ones that you don't believe yes, in yes yeah, yeah 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 like but it's not really like about scientology maybe scientology i actually don't know much about scientology so i cannot tell so yeah i'm just i tend not to give shit to yeah. people who i yeah I didn't even talk to any Scientologist in my life. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so I reckon the... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's like a big a big topic to break down. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And, yeah. So, maybe, maybe this is also a question that just stemmed mm-hmm. from even just what you just said. Yeah. Do you feel like the body is separate to the person? Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. I mean, okay, so my body currently, it's my property. I own it. I have, mm-hmm. like, full responsibility for my body. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just a vessel, so it's not really, like, what is the most important thing in life. Maybe so it's not you. In, yeah. In my current life, obviously, this is, like, what I use, and it's a huge asset. Like, it's, it's helping mm. me so much, and I take care of my body, and I can do so many cool things with my buddy <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah it's not really um the main thing in life and when you kind of like just think about it properly you i think it helps you to find true self as well if you don't think of um this journey in this particular life to be your main goal even though this is like what we currently do in Um, yeah, like it's still important to live here and now and take care of yourself, mm. but it's also important to um, kind of try to look at it from a different perspective, from like beyond um, the physical world, if it makes sense. <laughs> kind of. I feel like I spent a lot of my life 
not feeling comfortable in my body and I've cut, got to a point where that is not the case anymore. So for me, I feel most connected to my body and in that sense, I suppose, I feel like it, it is the same for me now. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. And do you think you getting closer to your true self? I don't really know what true self m means. I mean, I have an idea of what I would like to be. I think that that's all you can do is you can choose an ideal for yourself and strive towards that. Yeah, but I reckon it's just, you know, um, gets quite complicated when we, when we are being influenced by, you know, physical world and kind of stuff that we are surround, surrounded by. And hmm. we tend to think that, like, we know what we want, but it's basically like being trapped in this current situation and kind of like trying to make sense out of it. And mm. yeah, um, which, which is fine as well because we still have to be happy um, in this life. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, no, like I got stuck in that whole existential crisis of life has no meaning. Um, and when I didn't apply some meaning to the current situation, like, like what you would say maybe is like your physical self right now. Um, when you like, this this for me even though it's unfathomable is my reality right like there's nothing i can do to <laughs> to change my circumstances um in this reality outside of it so or maybe um, you feel differently yeah i actually feel differently quite differently because okay. i do understand that people go through a lot of stuff um mental health issues it's i think it's very important to point out that i actually I know what I'm talking about and um, sometimes when you're experiencing, you know, certain hormones not working well in your body, you cannot really um, get outside, you know, your physical mm. body and kind of look at life as something bigger and more significant than it is. Mm. But when you just experiencing some sort of like inconvenience being in your own body, you can actually still do some work and try to um, adjust the way where your mind is going, if, if it makes sense. I'm, I'm going to actually explain it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so just, yeah, the disclaimer, I'm not talking about mental health issues. Uh, when If someone experiences uh, mental health uh, problems, they probably should speak to a specialist and, yeah, mm. And yeah, and do whatever is best for them um, in terms of like medication. Um, but um, when you just struggle, I think that it's up to us and it's up to our um, mental strength mm. to actually uh, point our mind in a different direction and try to go there you know like and i actually i'm pretty sure that you do it quite a lot mm. just because of um all the stuff that you created in your life and you know where you're moving like uh when you're waking up at 4 a.m i mm. reckon it's not a nice experience and you're not feeling like fuck i was born to be um you know no. waking up at 4 a.m nobody feels that but no for sure but you're waking up and you told me that you're doing actually quite a lot of work um in mm. early morning yeah uh which by the way, it was quite motivating for me. Thank you for that. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> um, waking up at 6.30. 
Nice. That's like still in Britain. Yeah, to be fair, 4 a.m. is pretty fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> to be honest, fuck. it's fucking too much, yeah, Adam. It's, it's like much. a torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, like, it's not ideal. Yeah, like yeah. I cannot shift my mind into thinking that 4 a.m. is a good time to wake up. Like you apparently did that. Mm-hmm. You convinced yourself somehow. You like changed the direction of your uh, thinking process mm-hmm. to to realize that actually um, it's a good thing for you and. Yeah, and I and I think doing that, you know, just um, yeah, changing how um, your body. So your body has this automated response to any inconvenience that you have in life, and instead, you just you know you taking control over that and you deciding how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah. See, I would say that it's not the body that does that, though. I would say it's the mind. Like it's all about strength of mind. It's uh, so, like for me, like in the past. Like you, I, I don't know. Maybe you feel differently, but but from my perspective, my body does what my mind tells it to do, and your mind tends to choose the easier route <laughs> when it can. Yes, because it's like it's like a really smart computer, <laughs> and smart people choose the like e- the path of least resistance a lot of the time. But isn't that your brain that is part of the body as well that you know generates this like easy path process? Yeah, I suppose that's the that's the difference, right? It's like you see, like the brain is still part of the vessel the physical vessel yes. and then there's like i don't would you call it soul or i mean or yeah spirit? i'm trying to avoid <laughs> yeah, like uh religion kind of terms because i'm sure. i'm not really religious but yeah maybe spirit is spirit? a good is a good word yeah. okay all right yeah that is interesting yeah i see i i don't i don't know if i i i i don't know if i agree so much or i don't i definitely haven't experienced that like I've had out-of-body experiences before, but usually not, um, not organically. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't have to go. We don't have to go into too much detail, but so maybe I understand from from some perspective what what it's like, possibly. But I don't think that I have recognized that as a reality, rather than, rather than like a, um, I was like in an altered state, for example. Oh yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I reckon it's quite difficult to reach that point being um, sober and having like your mind completely clear. But yeah, I do mm. believe that it's possible though through meditation. <laughs> meditation <laughs> drops the mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god, I can't yeah. wait to sign up for your retreat. <laughs> Yes, guys. Um, yeah, get in a group of people. We're gonna go to Fatipu Beach um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. in the future. Thank you for idea. Though, yeah, so. I mean, it, it's, it's not my idea. Many people, <laughs> many people have walked that path before. I'm not that spiritual. Still, not still have yet. a lot of a lot of um, yeah stuff to learn about. So, I mean, to be fair, all of the like, um, not not shit, but all of the like. I guess stigma around spirituality I, and like I've never really so much agreed with that. I've always looked at it as like okay that's like those people like that I'm like not not that kind of group of thing I always thought meditating on like a mountainside would be dope you know <laughs> yeah if anyone was going to convince me to get more or at least like pay more attention to it then that would be the way to do it yes and I actually yeah that's that makes sense but you know when you meditating in the mountain mm. it's um, pretty easy. I actually I went to retreat a couple of months ago, and there was this like beautiful temple they called it, and it was Where on, where's this t- in New Zealand? In Piha, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, and yeah, and you could just sit there. It was so so 
peaceful over there. There was literally nobody because it was after the cyclone. <laughs> 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 a morbid way to put it. But yeah, <laughs> you, the you, you could see um, the ocean, the forest, and this like beautiful place. And there was this like huge uh, ginger cat that was like comforting me as well. And mm. I was meditating pretty much like maybe for a couple of hours. It wasn't nice to be honest, because it's when you're meditating for a couple of hours, your mind just you know. What do you do the, when you when you meditate? Actually, for, maybe also important to note. How did you get into spirituality in the first place? And like, how did you find meditation? Because uh, you mentioned before that you were the type of person that would like have laughed at it, you know, maybe 10 years ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Um, I think, first of all, I just like opened my mind to that. And um, I did have some sort of crisis as well in my life. Mm-hmm. And I realized that even though I really like, you know, being rational, um, it doesn't really help me in life. It doesn't make me happy. <laughs> Yeah, in it. fact, it kind of makes me the opposite. Yeah, because all the life um, seems pretty dull. <laughs> I I feel the, the exact opposite. I feel like I had such an irrational like thought process. Yeah, and I'm finding peace and structure. If that makes sense. Yes, and I actually yeah I do understand that. And what I used to think before, um, like what was my um, comfort thought when I was thinking about like life in general and my mm purpose in this world i was seeing the world as being like completely empty nothing really makes any sense we as a humanity did create some you know some uh artificial sense to this life but it's still artificial and it's very important to to know about that and to realize that and that when we die we can think of anything that might happen after you death, but most likely nothing this is what i used to think Mm. and um when you see life as this just you know like uh i don't know just this pointless process it yeah yeah, i think it's it just didn't make me happy however it felt like i have some control over that because if nothing really makes sense i i get to create the sense and i i can pretty much do whatever with my life but if i when I die, everything's just going to be over and it's fine as well. And it's actually very comforting. Cause okay. <laughs> I see that. I see that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I used to live for like many years just thinking that it's fine and thinking that being that um, melancholic and um, pessimistic. It's, it's, it's kind of pessimistic because if you, if you don't believe... Sounds almost stoic, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm not... More existential. More existential. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it did help me, it did serve me mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. But then, um, you know, life just gets pretty boring with that. You're just like, okay, yeah, I'm like having fun, um, getting all the pleasures that I can. I'm playing this like capitalist game, <laughs> whatever world is playing. I don't know. <laughs> it's all life, baby. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's fun. And then you just like find yourself being, you know, completely lost and... Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, my like immigration actually uh, changed things quite a lot as well, because you get to think about like why am I doing that and who are those people around me and uh, and when I was really in need of like having a community, this is where I started to think about how how can I connect with people and what's the point of connecting with people, mm. and if there's no point in life, you basically you can't really connect to anyone because. 
you just you know just bodies floating on this planet with no purpose but it can be true right yeah i don't yeah yeah i i think you can connect with people even in like the the confines of the like capitalistic society like that's where big business is built right is off connection um in an extent to i an think extent. capitalism was built as a survival mechanism mm. like it's something that helped world to survive last century but i don't think it's serving the humanity anymore so i don't know it doesn't feel like something wholesome to be honest <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah not when you look at the monopolies yeah we are a family at this company <laughs> but like i mean like more if you go like a step further back than that where it was where it was family companies you know and it was like yeah they were yeah. You knew you, you know, it, was, it was about working together it's kind of like just an extension of tribes just now there's like fucked up leadership i would say <laughs> like, yeah that's true if they just restructured it all it's still the same thing like we still i think as people still want the same things i think every person wants the same thing mm. yeah they just want to be loved and yeah connection yes they want connection they want to be safe they want to eat good food they want to travel um yeah, and just, you know, basically be happy with whatever they have. Like, family. People want yeah. to have friends. Yeah. Nobody wants to kill other people. 100%. I think that what, where that message gets lost is when people start looking for things like status. Status. Yeah. But why people looking to, to, to have more status? Because they were trying to compete for those other things, like happiness. And no, stuff. but yeah, I, I actually, I was trying to trace, um, you what know, about, this what chain. about like as well, um, like Russia in that sense? Yeah, because it's it's actually a big um, topic. topic. Yeah, because um, currently uh, Putin, he's a um, very greedy person, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, that you're taking that stance. <laughs> Okay, we didn't to be discuss serious. It before. Could have been. Yeah, I actually I want to be honest here. Yeah, I mean, sure. and I'm going to be like entirely honest because I think yeah. it's important as well. I'm um, I'm being very careful now, like right before I said that Putin is greedy because there's one thought that crossed my mind just now, mm. and it's that if I was in Russia right now and I was saying that shit, um, I would like probably get arrested. Oh, that's crazy. And and I just like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're like hanging out here and like having jokes, but then this thought always crosses my mind and it's very heavy. And just as a matter of fact, I'm not planning to go to Russia anytime soon uh, for that specific reason also. Cause do I, you fear for your like, family and stuff saying anything bad? Or? Uh, so my family, they made a decision to stay in Russia, I reckon. So um, they also make a decision not to speak up publicly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And this would count as public speech, like anything that's yes. on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Right. And everything that's on the internet, even if it's just a tweet, um, even though Twitter is blocked in Russia, or it's post on Instagram, Instagram is blocked in Russia, or Facebook. Facebook is blocked in Russia. Um, YouTube is not blocked yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means, yeah. Or like, you know, anywhere, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, but I... I was publicly talking about my position um, about war, and I, I hate it. I think it should be stopped. And at the same time, I think that it's not that easy, and it's kind of like tricky thing. What? Not that easy to 
to, to just speak stop up it. up against Putin, or are you saying like to to stop to stop it? Yeah. yeah, I literally see no way of how it can be stopped because um, I think in in the last year, more than year, uh, from February twenty twenty two, mm. um, there was a lot of um, hatred created in the world, and hatred. Um, you know, like a lot of Russians who were affected by propaganda, they started to hate Ukraine, um, a lot of Ukrainians, because they were like affected by the events. And yeah, I don't blame them for that. But they started to hate Russians as well. Sure. And in the world, I think Russian nation is not really the loved ones. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like because yeah. America has been the superpower for so long, it's kind of like been painted, like they've painted Russia as like from the Cold War days, even like as the enemy kind of thing. No, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, not that I, I not, not that I feel like around the world that's the sentiment, but I do definitely see how like they have the biggest influence over media for sure. No, yeah, that's that's for sure, and yeah, nobody points a finger at Americans though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not Americans. I mean, America as a country. Nothing wrong with Americans. People are never the ones to blame the governments that actually run by people. <laughs> this is, I just realized right now how funny it is that we have an episode called America and now we're having like almost the opposite side of that. Oh, it's shit. kind of funny. That's crazy. I was going to post these back to back. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of America. I'm not a hater. Maybe. <laughs> Even though they almost... Um, well, it sounds like you don't really hate anything, which is kind of... A, well, you hate I war. don't hate anything. War. I hate war. war. I yeah. hate war. There's not a single person on earth who I hate. However, as you might have guessed, there was one good candidate. <laughs> <laughs> but I did some mental work and I realized that by hating someone, you're not creating anything in this world. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's actually it kind of goes back to the topic that we discussed with spirituality and what people actually need. And so I'm, I watched this movie one mm -hmm. year ago. It's called uh, Come and See. I think uh, it was made in Soviet Union. It's about war, and it's literally the worst. I mean, the movie is great, but it's the worst movie experience that you possibly can have. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> uh, it's just very intense, and it's... Come um, and see. Yes, come and see, <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. The whole movie is like a bad trip. What, because it's like represents life or something or? life during the war oh, it represents right. war as like yeah if war was a movie it was come and see <laughs> and okay. um so i don't mean to spoil the experience if um people are actually gonna watch it but oh, yeah we'll just give them a disclaimer then you can talk about it oh yeah awesome yeah. um so yeah there's this one uh are, are you okay with me spoiling yeah, it yeah, for you oh, okay all right so <laughs> Uh, there's this one scene at the end. Um, so this guy, he's been through quite a lot. It's basically mm -hmm. a story about um, a kid who, who was mobilized as a soldier for war. Wow. And he's going through a lot of stuff. And then um, I think by the end of the movie, it's pretty much like the war is over. And he has um, this gun on him. And there's a um, portrait of Hitler um, just sitting in the puddle. Mm -hmm. and he takes his gun and he starts to shoot at the portrait because he gets very emotional. And while he's shooting like multiple times and you can hear those like shots, 
uh, there are some pictures, you know, uh, coming up in his mind, right. I reckon. And it's pictures of Hitler, you know, declaring speeches and Hitler um, telling people to kill other people and just Hitler doing, like, shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he goes um, back in time and the time when Hitler was just, you know, rejected by the art school or whatever. Right. And he still, like, shoots at him and he shoots and you can hear those, like, shots. And then there's this picture of Hitler um, being literally like a toddler, a baby. Mm. being held by his mother and you don't hear a shot that's so true Mm. and this single scene affected me so much because like I have like personal thing against Putin as well like this like kind of stuff because I Honestly, every um, person who uh, who's involved in that, I mean, every Ukrainian, every Russian, even like mm. every person from Georgia or Kazakhstan or Turkey, whoever was like involved in the way that how they had to like accept a lot of immigrants as well. Um, people are affected by the war. They, um, they feel this hatred towards this person mm. and the rest of the people who might be um, responsible for what's happening but when you think about um, them as people like Putin as a human he's still a human you, you're you trying to realize like why is he behaving this way why did he do why did he build all this what is he getting from that mm. and I don't think he's happy Yeah. and I don't think that he has been happy to be honest I think that uh, Lex Friedman talks about about this, and it's sort of like an interesting take. I'm definitely not qualified to give my own opinion on which is why I'm sharing his one. But okay. so feel feel free to push back. No, no, that's okay. If you disagree, but he was saying something along the lines of he doesn't think that Putin is as evil a leader as um, as Hitler, for example. He thinks that like Hitler had lost his mind, right? Whereas like Putin somewhere somewhere deep down wants what's best for Russia and wants to be remembered as a great leader and that's kind of his like motivation and so it's not necessarily coming from a bad place he's just sort of got to a maybe a disillusioned point where he sees himself as the best option for Russia and then obviously like if you take that out of context um, and see all the terrible things that he's done it's really easy to be like oh he's the bad guy but like you know it kind of comes down to the point of like no one sees himself as the bad guy right or um, do you think that he like wakes up in the morning and thinks like I'm an evil dude I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna like do this for this reason or? no that's that's interesting point and I think he's definitely delusional like yeah. you cannot as you said nobody like wakes up in the morning thinking like oh I'm gonna do so much evil shit today <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Let's destroy the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. other, other than Billie Eilish, no, no one's the ba- no one's the bad guy. <laughs> That's um. funny. <laughs> um, now, yeah, but um, it's still like you need to kind of understand what's his motivation then. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? It's like a, a case could be made that from his delusional perspective that he still thinks that he's doing what's best for Russia and he wants to, like, claim this territory, which is Ukraine. No, it's I like think... I I don't think that it's it's like that. I mean, no, it's I not quite that. like that. So as far as I know from the um, stuff that I was reading about, mm. I don't know, people who used to work with him and stuff, he's very delusional, but it's not like he's crazy or anything. It's more like... When you do certain things in your life and you know mm. that they're not right, 
it's like it's the worst thing in the world to feel like you're failing as a human to yeah. think that you're a bad human bad person i think our mind has this like mechanisms of like protecting us from you know thinking that and no matter what you do you will always find a way to justify what you're doing if you keep right. doing that sure. it's it's easier to to maybe look at it um in the past you know if you if you've mm. done some shit and then you're like okay yeah i did bad stuff but if you like keep doing that to accept that will mean to change your life mm. like significantly like dramatically it's gonna be i don't know flipped um so yeah i think he's just he might suspect that something is not going well but to accept this his mind will have to do quite quite a big switch <laughs> yeah and to, to be fair to, to to like the the rational side here like there's no way you're imprisoning that many people for disagreeing with you without being a little bit you know, not crazy but like definitely delusional like you've got to be trying to convince yourself of, of some higher purpose yeah because there's no way that you can justify that any other way really yeah let alone the war <laughs> like which is obviously going on yeah yeah for sure there are too many stuff that already happen you cannot yeah. just you know undo that so you kind of just he keep, keeps convincing himself that it's what he wanted that he's doing a good thing what the propaganda says that he's actually doing denazification of ukraine <laughs> is that actually what he's saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like wow yeah straight up yeah <laughs> That is wild. This is what they uh, tell you on the news, you know? It's like the is official you, position. You're hearing this like from your family and stuff, like what they're saying. Yes, That's yeah, insane. yeah, yeah. Wow. denazification Yeah, like there are Nazis in Ukraine who just, you know, peepin, pe keep people as hostages. And yeah. this is why he stole the kids as well. You know the story about the kids and... No, I don't know the story. Oh, uh, so yeah, he basically stole kids from Ukraine. Oh, he stole kids from Ukraine. Yeah, this is why. Um, yeah, he can be arrested now by like international court. Oh wow! Okay, well, that's good. I guess. Yeah, it's so. good. Yeah, this is why he's basically locked in Russia at the moment, which I'm pretty happy about. But yeah, I don't know where it's going. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not the best for him to be locked with all the nuclear warheads in Russia. <laughs> I mean, not to say I've heard like some terrifying stuff about how people think that he might have cancer now and like what what kind of oh yeah no. that, a person in that level of power with a terminal illness and not a lot to lose would do yeah that, you know? have, you, have you heard of um shoot suitcase no what's that <laughs> <laughs> so there's a person who goes with him everywhere in every meeting and he holds a suitcase apparently full of putin's shit really yes just because i, I don't know so like it oh, sounds like, yeah, shit. just because God. nobody wants to take a sample of, um, they don't want other people to take a sample of president's shit. Wait, so why? They, because they don't want anyone to know anything about his medical condition. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is crazy. But to be honest, it does sound quite convincing. And yeah, I tend to <laughs> <laughs> surely it's like i don't know you'd think that that's like the 
what do they call it? Like the football or something. Like in America, how they like carry like the briefcase with the with the launch button. <laughs> Wouldn't that be more likely than a shit? Suitcase? Yeah, there are two 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 suitcases. One oh, with butt and one with shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know which yeah. one you need. Yeah, both, both <laughs> shitty situations. I suppose. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. terrible. Anyway, um, nobody's gonna live forever, so I don't. I mean, I uh, yeah, coming back to up. the topic of every human being human still. Yeah, sure. I have this um, mental exercise I do to become uh-huh. a better human. <laughs> so I I think about Putin, and I'm trying to feel compassion for him fuck all right i'm trying to like you know feel like even you know like feel sorry or like not not feeling pity nothing like that but more like like feeling sorry i'm sorry it happened to you i'm sorry that you had like i don't know circumstances that led yeah, to that yeah fucked up childhood i don't know what caused that sorry that you like were born in the time that quite difficult time and you had to go through all this shit and now you're killing people massively and you're like literally the worst person on the world um in the world um sounds like it's going well <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> This is why it's mental exercise because I can never finish that. I yeah, keep yeah, exercising, yeah. you know. Every time I'm like, oh, I don't know. But when I forgive him, when I forgive him, oh, I'll be able to do. You'll probably feel a lot better. Yeah, guess, any yeah. fucking thing. I will yeah. forgive forgive anyone for anything, <laughs> literally any shit. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. That does sound. It sounds like a good exercise in theory, and I think there's a lot of reasons that, like, you know, it comes down to nature versus nurture, right? In terms of what you believe about what makes a person who they are as to whether you can forgive them. But there is for me, at least some things that are, you've crossed a line of where I won't forgive you period. And I don't know if that's a healthy thing to do. Do you think there are things that you can all forgive? Yeah. Like what? Like, I don't know. uh, Rape, for example. Sorry. Do you mean if someone, (laughs) if someone raped you? Or if someone I care about, or just rape in general. Mm. Like, it's not something that I'm, like, I, I take a hard line on that. Like, you can't do that by accident, in my opinion. That's true, and I agree with and you. And also, like, you know, murder. There is, like, I maybe some cases, like, I think mur- murder of innocent people, I, I can't forgive. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, a lot yeah, of examples like that where I, there, there's just, like, no uh, space in my heart or no time for me to waste even considering like do, going through the exercise of forgiving them yeah. even if there is more benefit to me it's like i would rather just write that write that person off maybe i don't know if that's a controversial take uh, no it's not a controversial take i actually think that it's yeah it's valid um and this is why we still actually i mean i don't <laughs> i don't blame you for anything mm. i think i i would struggle quite a lot to forgive you know like a rape or a murder um but this is the place where we as humanity should grow to. And I will elaborate on this just because mm-hmm. it's very important. I don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah. Um, so I do believe that we, we are not defined by the mistakes that we make. Sorry, it's a cliche thing to say, but I believe that. And I think that we all have, should have an opportunity to get better to be a better human and um i guess what that comes down to though is whether you believe that everyone has the capacity to do those things i so what i believe it's not like you have to have a certain capacity to become a good human i think that everything that it takes is just 
realization of what what I did was wrong and why was wrong. And when you just so you know what I for example, sorry, coming back to Putin, um many people say that like I mm -hmm. want him dead. Sure. I want I want like personally I want to kill him, you know. Every mm -hmm. like people say it quite a lot. As for me, I I don't want him to die for no reason. I don't want anyone to die. I yeah, I think it's wrong. But what I want I want him to to see the whole situation from my perspective, for example. At least my mind is like, I, I'm not in the war. I didn't lose anyone at war. But if he sees um, the whole situation from perspective, for example, of a person who lost their kid at war, mm -hmm. you know, whose house was destroyed, who lost their home, yeah. I want him to see that. And when he sees that, just, you know, like, when he understands that, takes it like deep into his heart, I think this is, we're going to change his life like significantly. And the other question is if he's going to be able to live with that. That's another question. If he's going to handle that weight on his shoulders, this, um, I don't know, like this is the only question that I have. Mm. But I think as soon as you realize you cannot, repeat your mistake unless the world kind of like pushes you there and this is the problem with um uh you know prisons and and jail system in general but do you think that everyone has the capacity to to like truly internalize that you know what i mean like there's like some people that are sociopathic for example that just don't have that capacity like oh. to feel that or i don't know if i inherently believe that every single person has a good heart at the core you don't think so i don't know if i do yeah mm. i think that there are some crimes out there that it would be really hard for me to even fathom doing that as a good person i see i see what you mean it's a tricky one i do still believe that every person has a kind heart because we all want the same things but in each case, I think it's very important to try to understand what led this person to mm. that point where they committed a crime. And usually, I'd say, like every time when I was doing this exercise, usually it's, unfortunately, society. I'm not trying to be radical here, but... <laughs> 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 but I think it's like, I'm part of society. It's my responsibility as well. And... If I'm being mean to someone, if I ruin someone's day, sure. if I'm just doing something bad and and I don't realize the consequences, this is the consequences. Like yeah. when you're doing just, you're not being a good person and then, yeah, it's just, it creates all this, uh, sorry about that, but like negative energy, <laughs> but I like literally, I mean, negative, no, I, know, I know what you mean. The, yeah. the, destroys the mood it's just you know detrimental to society to be mean all we can do as people is strive to be a net positive on the world and i think that that is something that everyone should do yeah but i suppose like the flip side to what you're saying is that if you think that everyone has the capacity even like really bad people mm -hmm. by you can observe the bad things they've yeah. done can be good and or not not be good or at least internalize what they've done and feel some regret yeah. Then that then also implies that every good person has the capacity to do bad things. 
Unfortunately, yes. I think every every person can do bad things and everyone does. But to that scale, though, like I could fathom myself, you know, maybe stealing from a dairy. <laughs> that, mm. like, maybe that's a bad example. But like, you know what I mean? I'm talking about like really minor. I can see some circumstances that would like life circumstances that could lead me to get to that point. But I can, I think it's a bit of a leap to go from that to, oh, I'm going to be a dictator. <laughs> oh, I'm no, going yeah, no, kill a bunch of people. Or, that's you know. for sure. And I think it's it's fine to, you know, do something bad as well mm. every now and then. And we learn from our mistakes. It's just very important to realize what you're doing and why. And Sure. Um, but for example, do you think that if you had the, like, do you think that if there's any life situation or life circumstances that could cause you to be as bad as Putin? So, <laughs> it See, might sound a bit arrogant, yeah. but I think um, I cannot get to that point anymore. Yeah. Not after what, like, I experienced, I mean, just life, but, sure. you know, because I, I was, I think I'm um, quite a weird person. Mm. Yeah, and I'm in a good place right now, and I know that I just will not, uh, yeah, I, it's just not possible. I cannot see like any possibility of that in my life. But I think any um, young person have um, you know opportunity of becoming anyone. Unfortunately, so possibly you you mean that before you've gone through the life that you've had, you yeah. could have got there. You think? Maybe. I think so. Yes, okay. in, anyone mm. could. You brought up. A good example that yeah, just really want to go back to about psychopaths. Mm-hmm. So, as far as I know, we don't really do much about that. We don't really, um, you know, nobody studies psychopathy and how people become psychopaths. Um, so, psychopaths basically people with no empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so we're on the same page, and they literally have like if, if you look at their brain chemistry, they don't yeah. have the capacity to think in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a tricky one, for sure. Um, and I think I did meet psychopaths in my life. Because I think it's actually quite a high percentage of them in the society. I think there's a high percentage of sociopaths. And psychopaths and sociopaths are quite... No, I know, yes. Yeah. No, but even psychopaths. You mean even, like... Okay. I mean, I, I think it might be, like, not 1%, but, like, slightly less than that. But Hopefully even, like... <laughs> One percent. <laughs> we need to, yeah, yeah. We She's need to check that. <laughs> It'll validate that. Fact check that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. People don't know much about that and why it is mm. happening. And I, honestly, I, I still, I feel empathy mm-hmm. towards psychopaths because they. That's different, though. I think. Yeah, that's different. But I think, as a society, we can at least give them the support that they need i see psychopath like psychopathy as like a, me- a mental health thing or not mental health like a mental illness i don't know i don't know it honestly. is one percent confirmed oh god that is one in a hundred people <laughs> watch out <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god yikes. how many people are in auckland one one point four million yeah a lot that's a lot. Um, I, no, I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. Um, okay. Anyway. Um, if you want, if you want, <laughs> it's all in the eyes. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually, yeah, because I, I don't want um, to um, have any prejudice about yeah. psychopaths, though, and I think we can support them, and we can even become friends with them. Oh, for sure. I don't yeah. want to separate anyone. Well, yeah, you said like yeah, there might be one percent of psychopaths. There's not necessarily like 
that's not to say all psychopaths are going to go and act on that either or like do crazy shit like they don't shit. do crazy shit sometimes they yeah, just exactly sometimes they just been you know struggling to fit in the yeah. current society like rules. well it would be really hard <laughs> it'd be really hard um yeah i don't know i've watched i watched some interviews of of this guy who is is a psychopath like talking about how he doesn't he doesn't feel emotions in the same way as people and he like emulates emotions and he would like to not necessarily um wouldn't do evil things but he would manipulate people to whatever his goals were without a thought about it yeah but um who was it uh, it was I'm a guy on YouTube. Accused. I can't remember oh, okay. his name. Yeah, anyway, at least... Maybe look him up, Trin. Yeah. So he's like reflecting on what he's doing, right? So he, yeah. he does understand what's going oh, on. 100%. Well, he's like conscious of it. I think, I think that that's maybe a misconception is it's not that they don't understand what they're doing. It's just that they don't have that little barrier that's like, oh, this is wrong. It's oh, just yeah. It's like, oh, this, I, I want this. I can get it by doing this, this, and this. No, yeah, and that's true. And they can true. look at like society and be like, oh, this is like not what other people do and like they're saying this is a bad thing to do but i don't feel that way they don't feel like regret or remorse about it you know what i mean it's just Uh, more like analytical they look at a piece of paper and they're like this is the fastest way to get what i want yeah i do understand that however um i think we all still have to kind of agree with some rules that we don't really like for example yeah (laughs) like i don't know i'm like um Mm. I like, fuck, I don't know if I should go there. Like, for example, it's just an example. If someone, I don't know, my friend, for example, likes public nudity. (laughs) (laughs) Not like, I mean, not in a like intrusive way, but like, I don't know, going to the beach and just like swimming naked, for example, because it's like like, lovely. Not a nudist beach, we're talking. Not a nudist beach, like just a normal beach. Just a normal beach, any beach, just because it's fine to swim um, naked. And people do it at the festivals all the time. And it's normal. For some reason, at the festivals, nobody minds. Because everyone's high at the festivals and there's no children around. Oh, no, come on. First of all, there are children on the, at the festivals. There are? Okay. And oh, actually, no, that's true. Evan mentioned that in the last one. Yeah, and I've been uh, to um, sober festivals. Like, yeah, Earthbit was actually a pretty sober one. Yeah. Yeah. Sober from alcohol. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. And now one. Yeah. Over the New Year's, over the New Year's, um, uh, I've been to a festival that was like completely sober and they like didn't no, encourage no, drugs. No drugs. No, yeah. They were like quite yeah, explicitly sad that they just do not like that. Even it's though I know age. my friend, my friend smoked weed. Um, not me. <laughs> I would never. I would never. Um, and my friend also um, was swimming nude in the river. Not me. In front of kids. Completely sober. Everyone completely else, every, sober. Everyone else completely sober. Yeah, and everyone else was um, naked as well, and it was fine. And I honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly Did you think you feel a little inspired. You're like, oh, maybe I should join. Or were you like, no, that's not for me. <laughs> Because I feel like no, in that, okay, in that I did. If it, yeah, it was well. To be fair, I feel like it is weirder if everyone is swimming naked and you're the one guy with clothes sitting on the beach. Like it's almost like you're just there to watch. Well, no, you know what no, I mean? No, that's <laughs> fine. Actually, no. People usually they they don't really care. Like you wearing clothes, you not wearing clothes. Everyone's just like that's fine. It's Nobody free. cares, and that's so fucking wonderful to be honest. And. Mm. I, I do understand why we have those restrictions. I think we have, like, you can get fine if you have, uh, if, even if you're, like, topless, uh, even if you're a guy in, the, like, a public place. Does it kind of, like, desexualize the human body in a way, you think? I actually don't think that our bodies should be 
sexualized. Like, yeah, I agree. Body by itself is just a body. It's um, something else that you get, like, you know, turned on by. It's a spirit. A spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do have a very sexy spirit, but you can't see. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i think if we just you know remove this like the whole sexual context from that i do understand why we have this restriction it's just so like you know creeps don't show their um penises to kids but yeah but yeah you're but i suppose to that extent though what if what you're saying is that the body and i i do agree that i think it's like over sexualized in society and i think that like it's super whack that you know, male nipples are sexualized and female nipples are like it doesn't doesn't make any sense our nipples are just more sexy <laughs> I take extreme offense to that. <laughs> At least mine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. you know what I mean. Like, why? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it is it's crazy that there is certain things that are only sexual for fe- like on female bodies and not on males, supposedly by societal standards. That's ridiculous to me. But I do think there is something to be said about not swimming naked in, in like normal places. Oh, you think it should be prohibited? Well, I think that they have like boundaries and. For, for for the right reasons because whilst we can we can uh say that it it's ideal for it not to be sexualized it is sexualized therefore no, no, that creates it, like a context of i don't know but you put this context on that like imagine yeah. adam imagine if everyone just swims naked you know that like for example in germany they go to sauna naked like it's mixed sauna mm-hmm. and everyone's naked and it's fine it's okay I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe it's, and just I, it's, like it's a cultural United. difference, by yeah, the way. It's a I cultural think. thing. Yeah, yeah. Tr- to be fair, yeah. maybe I am like, as, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I do just. Inter- have you just snore. I've internalized <laughs> the, the media too much. Oh my God. Have you ever swam naked? I don't think so. Oh my God. Yeah, Adam, no, come on. So. <laughs> do you want to join? <laughs> I have a shower every night. Does that count? <laughs> no, I'm afraid. No, 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 no. It's no. very liberating, to be honest. It's I, very liberating. I, I, yeah. I, my I, friend I, says. My <laughs> friend <laughs> So my friend says. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it. But I also, maybe we have very different um, takes on that for, for a lot of reasons. Like, I feel like our takes on sex maybe are different. Because I don't know if you you'll like want to talk about it, but like you've, your sexuality is maybe something that's different to mine. And no, my sexuality is definitely different to yours. I think. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pans- pansexual, and mm. um, and I see sex as, as actually, especially recently in the last couple of years, I changed my perception of sex quite significantly and i think i just yeah saw it in a different perspective um and i used to demonize sex quite a lot i thought that it's something detrimental why just because uh sorry it's gonna be quite depressing but i reckon we have That's, that's um, not a depressing question for no reason. Though. No, yeah, but it's just oh, a Florence, disclaimer, yeah. you know. Um, because of the stuff that you mentioned before, I think mm. um, rape and yeah. chasing the status is connected to like um, unfulfilled sexual desires, unfortunately. And I think people, yeah, people um, are chasing status just because they can get laid with, you know. Um, nice girls. 
I, get, I agree to an extent. I agree to yeah. an extent. I think that there is like definitely some underlying motivation for guys to be successful because there's like this projected... It depends on what level of um, motivation you have to be successful. Like, I think there's a lot of different motivations actually, to, to, be, to be frank. But I can see that there's like a lot of young guys out there that see it as an easy way to not put in the work to, to their personalities and just like skip to getting more attractive girls or whatever. And that's yeah. because that's a narrative that's passed to us again through the media. There's like certain communities out there on YouTube and stuff as well. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. And, um, but it's not all success though, I would say. No, definitely not. But it's just, it plays a, a huge role, I think. Mm-hmm. And also how sometimes if someone struggles with sex, for example, and it's not, uh, what motivates them they like overcompensate for something else where in fact they can you know just maybe fix their relationship with sex yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i just yeah i uh, have a little bit of experience <laughs> in sex um and a lot of my best mates are actually guys so i think I have a unique uh, perspective of you know like i know how it works from like guys point of view Sure. Quite a bit, but okay. I'm also a woman. So <laughs> <laughs> is that so? That's through having conversations. You think that you understand like the male sexual process? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I and I, and I actually think it's wonderful. It's great, and we all should um, pursue this. Like, you know, getting more knowledgeable about like how it works from mm-hmm. a different perspectives. Because even like among guys, it can be different. And yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, usually the, you know, the main direction is pretty similar, <laughs> <laughs> yes. but yeah, but we also have like non-binary folks and, you know, um, all sort of people who, yeah, mm. um, it's changing quite a bit and I think we should just open our minds about it. And well, being, being pansexual, how, like how, how have you experienced other types of, um, sex, I guess is an interesting question for me. Um, so I'm going to start actually not from sex but rather you know the connection because this is how in my opinion sex should start (laughs) um so yeah when i was 13 i think maybe Mm -hmm. 15 i don't know a teenager so i wasn't really like much aware of sex or whatever um and i was in the car with my mom and it just came to my mind i was just you know thinking about stuff kind of like uh trying to realize who i am and what am i doing and this. It's been a long journey. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long journey. <laughs> yeah, difficult times, you know, 15 years yeah. old, has to go to school. Yeah. Um, so I told my mom, it was kind of like a question, but also statement. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, mom, I, I don't quite understand like the whole heterosexual stuff, because mm-hmm. what if I just like someone and I want to spend my life with them, but they just happen not to be um, a guy? Mm. and maybe i'm not even like sexually attracted by them but like yeah. like what's the point like why do we only uh build relationship with i don't know with certain people who align with our sexual like desires and stuff and sometimes you actually you know a person who's like you know pretty perfect for you but like you're not getting turned on by him or her right away um I don't know. It's all really like complicated, and I think by yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah, building these blocks in 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 my mind, like oh, that's like a woman, so I'm not gonna, you know, so chase you, her. You would say your sexuality is like 
almost separate to your relationships. So like you, for example, I'm not like not not to speak for you, but mm-hmm. you could foreseeably date someone without having a sexual interest in them. I'm I'm not sure about that. I think that when you attracted um, by someone in a romantic way, you kind of want to get like closer to them. Sure. Um, another thing is what how do we define sex and what is sex that's because, a really good point yeah, yeah because sometimes people like get um very aroused from like cuddling and stuff or, and it's enough for some mm-hmm. people and it's okay as well and it's a sexual interaction still it's basically sex like as an example that i'm gonna give so i was um kissing with someone like for maybe 15 minutes maybe 30 minutes i don't know time didn't matter at the moment um yeah i think we were pretty high and (laughs) (laughs) and it kind of just we got stuck in that just like kissing right we were just lying down you know facing each other and just like you know touching each other and kissing without even like hands in in the pants um it was very sexual, and I remember... If it had progressed further, though, would that have been a bad thing or not? No, no, of course not. But I'm talking about, like, that specific moment. Mm. I was feeling so much pleasure, and I know that my partner did as well. So, and I remember him at some point just telling me, and it was on my mind as well. He just, like, you know, stopped kissing me, and he said, Hey, you know what? I think we haven't sex. wild to me I've never, and I was like, I've never once kissed someone and thought I'm no but and, and just so you understand we were like in relationship sure yeah. yeah so it's like it's not like it's new and we like get like you know mm. really into kissing it was just we did have sex before it's just that certain moment felt so intense and it's just because of the perception of sex because sex I don't like to rush during the sex for example and sure. I think this is a big big problem um we just we see sex as just you know some sort of specific process right yeah but it's basically about like just you know getting a pleasure and having this like emotional energetical exchange and maybe it's not gonna like happen easily through holding hands but i did have some like very intense episodes of like even touching each other hands um and it can get quite sexual quite sexual i gotta really? say okay. yeah and i'm i'm inviting know. you here to just you know open your mind Anna. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i am generally a pretty open-minded person though which is why this is like surprising to me yeah. have you ever received um a face massage or a head massage <laughs> yeah actually i do I, I go to like massage places no we're talking about sex. No, not, not, not in a sexual sense. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I mean by your partner or like by a person who you like having a sexual interaction with. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> this like face massage thing is a very... How would that even work? <laughs> I actually just remembered this uh, thing. Can you from, demonstrate on yourself quickly so I get an idea of what you mean? Oh, uh, it's too sexual, too it's private. Too I'm, sexual? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. What if get, I get aroused right that, here? Like, you will <laughs> have to clean a chair. I'm think sorry. YouTube will, will, will ban it? <laughs> Blow you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, YouTube's gonna ban me yeah, from YouTube. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, I see I see how it sounds, but you know, as as soon as you like get to that point where you kind of like allow any sexual interaction to be like a legit sex and just, you know, embracing it as a finished process because mm-hmm. you mentioned before that for you like you you kind of like doing the whole thing just, you know, to get to the finish. And even if you're not finished or I'm just goal oriented, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's like it's not like I would say that my I, I'm not even saying like I really want to get to the finish as quickly as possible. No, no, no. Like yeah. That's not the goal. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, not, no. I'm not trying to say that. What I am trying to say though is that that is definitely like I think a mutual orgasm is definitely the goal. No, like that's what I'm. That's that's. I, I think no. I think we have a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> mutual orgasm is such a wonderful thing. Literally, like the best that you can get from sex. Sure. But. Not everything is the best every time. In fact, if it's the best every time, that's, yeah, you might be dead and it's just, you know, a lucid dream. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and I think if if you're putting um, just reasonable goals on sex, if if your goal is not to, you know, have a mutual orgasm or uh, even better, simultaneous orgasm, um, if your goal is just to spend a quality time with a person who you feel connected to, um, that's beautiful. Then it's actually yeah, fine. You Honestly, can, like, that is like real. That's a really good way to put it. Because yeah, you're right. Like that's obviously that's what you. My mind would be my goal every time, but you know that's not always how it ends up for sure. Like, yeah, you know. So that is a good, like, really good way to frame it. Do you remember as a kid, um, like, if you were making out with someone like as a teenager? Sure. And usually... It happen a lot as a teenager. <laughs> but go on. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, <laughs> so when you're having this, you know, kind of sexual interaction for the first time, I mean kissing, you still got aroused from that. Right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right. I mean, it's like, maybe it's just now, I don't... Usually, I think I think teenagers when they kiss, mm-hmm. like at least I'm talking from my perspective, mm-hmm. from my experience. So when I was uh, a teenager and I was kissing someone, I was going through so many different emotions, wow. and it was usually the kiss by itself was enough, and it was very intense experience. It was something even like almost sacred, you know. I think yeah, I think I I, I definitely probably got a little turned on by the like it just it felt not not like a bad thing but it just i don't know how, how else to put it, it felt like like naughty almost. naughty yeah, yeah 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 that's probably i feel <laughs> weird saying that word yeah i don't yeah. usually use this word when i'm talking no, about sex but I okay ar- i like arouse for sure oh uh, yeah okay I, I i definitely do understand that as, as like a precursor but i would say that that is why i would find it arousing as a precursor if i'm like having sex and then i'm kissing someone then it's for me it's like ah oh. <laughs> you're not kissing during sex sometimes but like it's not like my favorite part <laughs> like oh what about just kissing someone's body is it different yeah very different yeah okay what about cunilingus do you do yeah. that yeah oh, okay it's not it's not disgusting i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> it's quite messy <laughs> i can get yeah, quite yeah. messy i don't know i don't know I'm not, I don't, maybe there's like more, maybe that's like more like, not taboo is the right word, but that's like more like, 
forbidden ish and guess. that's why you like it yeah i guess so because you like being naughty apparently <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> sounds so oh good. that's great sorry for putting you on the spot i just <laughs> no no that's what this show's about i'm glad someone's putting me on the spot for once <laughs> uh, speaking about other delicious stuff um <laughs> i quit drinking alcohol almost kind of <laughs> yeah we kind of talked about it at the beginning but yeah i was like so completely shocked that i was like prepared only kombucha for this episode yeah <laughs> florence comes in and says oh by the way i drank yesterday but i am sober <laughs> what the fuck does sober mean no no, no no yeah yeah no actually um me so too you- i'm sober okay if you knew knew me my um previous self you know from the past life in russia basically Uh so i used to drink quite a lot i think especially for my age and i basically started when i was oh thank god my mom doesn't speak english um i tried alcohol for the first time when i was 11 11 okay um yeah welcome to russia or maybe russia (laughs) (laughs) and and then i think the first time i got drunk was maybe 12 12 but i wasn't like drinking um you know in everyday life it was more like you know once a year kind of thing sure and i think how did you get it at that age um you had like certain ways like for example you know someone who looks older right yeah i had i have a sister who's two years older and she had all the friends and this is how we both got you, alcohol can you buy it younger as well in russia no um i think you can buy it from 18 okay yeah yeah um so yeah it was illegal um i also was smoking from 14 14 yes i, I was probably smoking from like 15 i think so okay so yeah anyway for me it's um i quit smoking by the way and it's uh much more proud of that than alcohol <laughs> high five. High five. yes yeah fuck nicotine the worst drug ever yeah um i'm sober on that i only smoked yesterday <laughs> <laughs> no but i i think i just changed their my perspective on alcohol in general because i think alcohol could be good it's a good icebreaker i used to have a lot of friends in russia who we were drinking quite a lot together and i think it helped quite a lot i was dealing with like a lot of stress at work as well and in uni Mm. i was drinking maybe like a couple of times per week and i didn't even care and it was um quite excessive like yeah crazy i was doing shorts i was drinking vodka um Oof, that's I feel like that's like what I would associate drinking with in Russia. <laughs> yeah, and I remember one episode when um, so I was part of this like student organization, mm-hmm. and I was um, chosen to be like I don't know like um, manager of like a committee, like social committee, and I was like entertaining people or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a part of like <clears throat> process of you know making it official. <laughs> I was asked to drink uh, 200 grams of vodka as a shot. Okay. So that's, what, two, oh, 200 milliliters, right? Yes. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. It literally, like, it almost killed me. And I couldn't, like, move. I couldn't go to sleep. Sure. And I couldn't vomit anything. Nothing. Like, literally just, you know, you, you're just digesting that. And it's, like, clear vodka. So... I don't know how it works, but anyway, it was um, the first moment in my life when I <laughs> started to question my life choices. 
<laughs> I mean, in terms of um, alcohol consumption, so. And I think I quit drinking at that moment after that. How old were you at this point, sir? Oh. 14. <laughs> 20. I was 20, 20. 20. Okay, that's much better, I guess. And I quit drinking for like a couple of months just because I couldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do. A lot of people do have like, you know, you have that moment after a big night where you're like, I'm never drinking again. It's so slightly different to that, obviously. No, yes. Almost yeah. dying. Oh, yeah. Almost dying. But yeah, no, I think now when I think about it, it wasn't that bad. I had much worse um, experience later in my life. <laughs> you saying you've drunk more than 200 million? No, but I mean, no, girl. I just felt much worse than that. Okay, right. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but for me, I think alcohol, it doesn't really... So it allows you to be more sociable and I really appreciate alcohol for that. And this is why I still occasionally have a drink, but I do not drink um, if, I, if I'm if i in a situation that is reoccurring, if it makes sense. Like, for example, if I go to play poker a mm-hmm. um, couple of times per month and I know that people drink there, I wouldn't drink there because I don't want to make it a habit. And alcohol basically doesn't do anything good to your body. Um, I'm I'm saying it as a fact, but you actually can check it yourself. But I'm pretty convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I did my research. Yeah, yeah. It depends on. It doesn't do anything good to your physical body, but to your spirit. <laughs> to my spirit. Yeah, talking about spirit. You know that alcohol is a dep- depressant. Depressant. I don't know if it's a yeah, word. Depressant. Yeah. Depressant. Yeah, yeah, it basically makes you sad. And um, so for me. Speaking One. of sad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sad collection. Dub, 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 sad collection. Yeah, good, good shit. I just touched a couple of um, yeah shirts. So fucking nice, guys. Yeah. Really? I'm glad you like it. Well, you pick something from the rack. As long as you wear it everywhere you go. Oh, <laughs> yes. The yeah, catch-22 yeah. is you have to post about it once a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> On your social media. Um, I actually do feel bad that I still haven't bought anything from you. You don't have to buy something from me. No, I'll, give yeah. ma- I'll give you maid rates if you want to. No, no, no. That's okay. I mean, if I'm if I want to get something, I will buy it. I have like other mental blockages in my mind. What about the sad thing? No, about clothes, new clothing. Oh, new clothing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm like you know sustainability and shit. So. I got some old clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, actually. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> or like the samples that you want to throw away, I'll take them. The catches we're pretty close to K Road, so you know, as as I've talked about before, op shopping they they do go up in price. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> you you would think that no, they're now vintage. Vintage side collection very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually put it in op shop? No, but I went shopping at an op shop. Okay, <laughs> and I was like, this fucking shit is. Like I saw some stuff that I thought was really cool. I was like, oh, I'm going to pay fucking 20 bucks for these pants. That's awesome. Turns out they were like 150 I was like, why would I buy these over buying new pants? They're the same price. <laughs> no, yeah, it makes sense. It's still, but you know what? I, I went so deep into that that yeah. I'd rather buy something old, even if it like pre-loved, even if it's expensive. It just, just pisses me off giving the money to the, like the whole point of that market should not be to like read because like those pants would have originally sold for that much and then now they're just selling it for the same amount yeah but it's like not about money 10 years later you know like, I reckon that in a couple of years from now the problem will not be not a couple of years but a couple of mm. decades from this moment the problem will be not about how much we can buy but how are we going to get rid of shit 
Yeah. Oh, that's for me. <laughs> okay. Who's that? Oh, can I feel my kombucha, by the way? I'm so... You have got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> you motherfucker. You've got to be kidding. If this happens every week... I swear to God, dog. We're literally t- like twenty. We're like fifteen minutes away from being done, and you can't fucking cut us in. Come on, dog. What? Do not call again. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, this guy. Every fucking episode. <laughs> every fucking episode. I start putting my phone on silent. Honestly, I don't really get calls apart from from Ant. So, shout out Ant. <laughs> Check out his episode again, I guess. Um, where were we? Sorry. Uh, we're talking about fast fashion. Um, fast fashion is shit. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, to be honest, this is probably a pretty good place to wrap it yes, up if you I want to. I think so too. Yeah. All yeah, right. Well, thanks for checking in, guys. Um, please check out our biggest sponsor, SAG Collection. That's www.sagcollection.com. And also on socials, s.80.collection on all platforms. Uh, if you want to check out the clips, you can check us out on either YouTube Shorts or TikTok, and that's s.80.ventures. We're also on Instagram. Same same name is there anything you wanted to plug there florence oh um not yet not yet <laughs> if you if you think of anything you got two weeks you can hit me up and i'll put it in the description for you um <laughs> Wonderful. but otherwise thanks so much guys see you um, in the next one thank you